right, welcome everybody to another episode of What's What VR. Today we have Katie Stewart with us with Theater Baton Rouge. Hello, Katie, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well, thank you. Awesome. How are things in your world over there? This is theater usually is big crowds, you know, yeah. audience sitting next to each other enjoying a show and that's kind of a no-no right now. It is. Um, we have gotten very creative. Um, we have a very, very hardworking staff who is putting a lot of energy into figuring out how to do what we do. Um, without being together. Um, we've, we've had to rethink a couple of our shows and kind of move some stuff around, switching schedules. Um, we are, we've got one show that we're going as soon as we can. It's a, it's a Doll's House Part Two. It's a four person cast. We're going to, as soon as we can get that small group together, actually film and stream the entire performance. Um, our perform production of Anything Goes, which was supposed to be running right now, um, has not been able to really rehearse together because they started rehearsal right around the time lockdown was issued. Um, mm. So we've done some stuff. They're doing some stuff virtually, and we're going to do a little more streamlined concert version, which we'll be able to stream online for our patrons. And then we're actually going to be able to put the show in our next season. So they'll get to come back and do the full thing again. Um, we are doing a fully digital production. Um, Dr. Shannon Walsh is directing How I Learned to Drive. We did auditions a couple weeks ago via Zoom. They have started rehearsal via Zoom and we are figuring out all of the bits and pieces that go together to actually invite a live Zoom audience in to see these guys perform. Um, and we are so very excited about that. It's been a really, really cool experience. Um, several of our spring classes moved to an online format where the kids are getting to get taught a little project, some scene work, and they're getting to work on it at home. And then the kids are all coming back together to do Zoom performances. Um, our voice class has done that. Our teen acting class has done that. And we're in the middle right now. Um, our education staff is working to figure out how to do summer camps virtually. Um, just, because we don't, just because we don't know how long everything's going to be and then what restrictions might still be in place even once lockdown is lifted. So we're, mm -hmm. we've got our, you know, plan A is camps as normal. Best case scenario, that would be awesome. We've got to think ahead and think smart so we don't get to June 1st and go, uh-oh, camps start today, but we can't have people in the building um, and figure out what we can do. So it's been a really, we've had a couple of really fantastic brainstorming sessions. Um, and our education director, Jack Lambert, is really just gung-ho of figuring out what, what might work. We're doing, we're putting together a survey actually right now that we're going to send out to past camp parents, just kind of like, if we do camps online, like, what would you expect? What would you look for? What would the time frame be? Our camps mm -hmm. start at six years old. I know I'm a grown adult. I can't sit in front of my laptop for eight hours and concentrate. It's not the same as being in a room and getting to work. So what does work for kids? Some kids, it's, you know, an hour and a half, two hours. Some kids are fine longer. How do we find a balance and reframe our curriculum so that we're still providing the best experience that we can for these campers and for their parents? And they're getting, they're getting out of it. They're learning, they're growing. Um, so it's been a lot of really 
fun challenges um, mm -hmm. and opportunities to learn new things. Um, I've got a Matilda rehearsal this afternoon, a choreography rehearsal on Zoom, um, which is incredibly exciting. Renee Chatelaine is our choreographer for Matilda and she has got it set up to where she's gonna teach nine kiddos between eight and 11 choreography for an hour and a half. Um, oh. So I think theater, the best way to put it is theater is about living and experiencing and adapting. And that's exactly what we're doing right now. My uh, daughter for her dance team the other day had a virtual fitting, you know, for the costumes. Oh, costumes? Fantastic. <laughs> it was, um, it was interesting to say the least, you know, just to hear, you know, the conversations that were kind of going on there and just how, how everyone's changed. How long, mm -hmm. how long have you been with the theater? So my story's kind of fun. I grew up taking classes in camps in Baton Rouge. I'm a mm -hmm. Baton Rouge girl. Um, I started volunteering backstage in 2011. Um, and then with the Young Actors Program, Jack Lampert, and I worked on Filler on the Roof Jr. 10 years, almost 10 years ago. Um, next season is the 10th anniversary of our Young Actors Program. So it's super exciting. Um, and then I went to grad school for arts administration and right as Jenny Ballard, our, artist, our managing artistic director was coming on staff, I told her, I was like, hey Jenny, I've got to do this internship for school. So I'm going to come in and do your marketing and your development because they didn't have a marketing and development person. Jenny said, we can't pay you anything. We don't have it in the budget to hire anybody. I said, it's okay. I'll intern for three months and then we'll talk about it. So I interned for three months. I started raising money and doing stuff. So I went part-time for about six months and then a little more part-time for six months. And then after a year, I was a staff member and that was 2015. That's amazing. Um, and now I tell them that you will never get rid of me. <laughs> I'll die in a little closet office. It's funny you, how you meant, because the way you said the timeline and the little story I'm about to say is I'd heard somebody, I don't know if I heard somebody tell me the story years ago or if it was one of those, you know, like goal cast, you know, type videos mm -hmm. that you see on social media now, but there was, the concept was if you're trying to find that dream job, you know, go find where you want to work and go mm -hmm. tell them, you know, find, do whatever it takes for you in your life to be able to go work for that company for free for yep. three months. And the story was the guy kind of went in, found the company and said, I'm going to come work for you for three months. And at the end of three months, you know, I don't want you to pay me at all, but at the end of three months, you can either thank me for the work I've done or be so willing to pay me so I don't leave, you know, that you're going to give me a job. And that's, and that's pretty much that's, exactly what happened. That's, um, that's funny. It's a real life story. But that's so true, I think, for so many people. They need to find their passion, you know, and run after it. I mean, I was a theater kid. I have a theater degree, and it's a great degree. But I also knew that I never really wanted to leave Baton Rouge. I'd gone away to college, and I came back. I went away to grad school, and I came back. I went and worked, and then I came back. I knew this was home. But working professionally as a stage manager, which was all the back, backstage stuff, organizing. There's not a lot of that. You can't make a career out of that in Baton Rouge. You have to mm -hmm. be willing to either travel a lot or move to a city that's got a more, just a more expansive theater scene. We have some great community theaters and we have Swine Palace as a professional theater, but it's just not enough to fully make a career out of it. So I, I did the typical theater thing. I bartended for seven or eight years until it was just kind of a, everything fell into place. And I found that 
I really enjoy talking to people and I'm really passionate about this organization so I can talk to people about it. And I ultimately don't have any problem saying, hi, you like our organization and you like what we're doing? How can we benefit you? How can you making a donation help us keep going? Um, and it's, it's hard to find people who are willing, who aren't kind of afraid of, of finding donations and talking to donors. And so I, it really all just fell into place that this was something that I really loved doing. Um, so it was just, it made sense for me to go, Hey Jenny, I'm going to do this for you. And then you're going to give me a job. And it, it all worked out. And that was, so what was the timeline on math? That was, what? So that was 2013, 2014. Somewhere so, in there. so in, and fast forward to today where it's, the troubles, it's not, you know, then it's, you know, finding donors, finding, you know, recruiting people, getting people in. Now it's like, hey, we've got people. We've got a, you know, donor base. We've got ticket sales. Now we have a theater, but nobody's allowed in. Like right. never would have thought, you know, in a million it, years. That's not ever, you, you, when you, when you are responsible for keeping an organization going and you're working with this team of people and our board and you think of all the things of what can we do to grow next year? What can we do to, to expand our programming? Trying to figure out how to have programming when you can't have people in the building is not anything that any of us ever thought was going to be a thing. We, you know, right. we, worked through, we worked through the flood in 2016 when we had staff members who were displaced and volunteers who were displaced and still wanted to come and experience the comfort of, of being with your theater family. Um, I know that was something for me. It's like my, my, home, my, child home, my childhood home flooded in 2016 and we lost everything. Had to completely redo. I know like I wanted to go to, I was in the middle of rehearsing for a show. I wanted to go to rehearsal. I wanted mm -hmm. to work all day and clean up and do stuff. And I wanted to be at the theater because it's, it's a second home. It's a second family. So in a time when everything outside is, is unknown and weird and not normal, it was somewhere that you could go that had that sense of comfort and normalcy. So now right. when everything is weird and unknown and, and uncomfortable to not have that, to not be able to go, sit with my theater friends and sit in the back of the house and watch a rehearsal or it's, it's a very different feeling and it's weird. It's a different feeling, but I think, you know, we're very blessed for the time that we're in, you know, right yes. now, I guess to, to put in that perspective, like I can remember, you know, Katrina sitting on, you know, a couch and the best thing was like, you had like a news channel and you Monopoly. had, you know, a text Monopoly. message. You know, there really wasn't much, you know, it's like, okay, I'm getting some texts from people that are there, you know, or you didn't see people. And, you know, when you were mm -hmm. out of power, you know, it, you just, that's what it was. But now we jump on video calls. We're, and we you know, have, exactly, we have the ability to, while we can't all be in the same room, we can still have rehearsal. We had a staff meeting this morning and we only had three or four things to talk about, but we stayed on, like, all nine of us stayed on for an hour just talking to each other. Um, because we can, we, we, we are in this time in this era where we, we can talk about doing an entire show via zoom from audition to performances. And that's, so that's, it's amazing. that's so that's, was that show already planned? And the show like was we didn't have mm -hmm. the show. Like, so our season is scheduled out about a year and a half in advance. So this, the entire season was planned. It was picked. The dates were done. 
but the show, we had every intention of doing the show in the studio with a live audience for 11 performances, just like normal. It just happened that <laughs> things were growing, things were happening, and then the stay-at-home order was issued. So um, Jenny Ballard and Dr. Walsh got together and it was the question of, do we just kind of wait and see what happens and then try to do the show as normal? Or do we want to go ahead and just take this leap and do something cutting edge and different, but mm -hmm. can happen now. And, and they made the choice to go ahead and was like, let's do the show virtually. It's different. We've never done it. It's going to be a big educational experience for us and for everyone involved, but it's something that we can do now. So we can still provide theater to our community. We can follow our mission and, and do something. <laughs> it reminds me, the, believe it or not, I found actually probably six months ago, my little card I got from high school as a thespian, you know, from the International Thespian That's Society, you know. So I kind of found that, but, and then kind of bringing back some of the memories of that, but it, I guess this would be from a theater world, you know, we always had the expression and it's always been said, you know, the show must go on. And the show will go on. We've been, we've been saying the shows aren't over. It's just a longer intermission. We're right. still here. We're working. We're getting ready for you. We're saving you a seat. Mm -hmm. um, so has, have you heard of anybody else doing, you know, everything from zoom online tryouts to rehearsals to show, so we're, we're all Jenny, I, like all of the staff have found like Facebook groups from other theaters that are in their specialty. So it's, we've got a technical director do, group that Kenneth is in and looking at how they're doing things. Um, there are several other community theaters that are, I mean, we're all in the same boat. Nobody can have audiences right now. So everybody's working together and kind of seeing, can we stream old shows? How do we get the rights to do that? How are we get we get permission from the company that owns the show to, to do something like that? How do we stream the shows we've already got going right now? Um, so everybody's trying different things and figuring stuff out. There've been a couple other theaters that have been doing some virtual performances and airing that, um, that we're kind of looking at as a model and seeing what we can take from them. But everybody does it a little bit differently because they've all got different, it's all different shows. Every, every different script is gonna require different things. So not everything, not all shows, we couldn't do something like this with Matilda. So it's, mm -hmm. it just depends on the show. Um, and we're just, it's been a really, it all ties back to that sense of community. Even multiple theaters from across the country in Europe, there's a sense of community now because we're all working to figure out how to keep ourselves going, how to keep, right. not, you know, make sure that we're when everything is together. lifted, we're all in it together. Everybody's it's, flooded. Everybody's in different, we're, we may be in different boats and everybody's dealing with it differently, but we've all got the same concerns and it's making sure that we can stay around to keep providing theater for our audiences, to keep providing community outreach, to keep doing what we've been doing for 74 years. That's, I was just about to say, you're about to hit a major, you know, anniversary, you know, 70, you know, four years, about to be, what, 75, coming around the corner. Our 2020-2021 season is our 75th anniversary. It's our Diamond Jubilee. Um, mm -hmm. So we've been planning, we've been planning this for a really long time, too. Um, and we're having to kind of rethink how some of that's going to work. We've had some special events that have been planned that we're, we're not, we're not canceling anything, but we're kind of 
okay, we don't know what's going to be happening in September. So we need to start coming up with a plan B just in case. Um, a lot of, a lot of what we're doing right now, along with making sure we're getting, getting updates out there, we're doing all of these things now is coming up with contingency plans for things that are happening for the rest of the year. Every time you see something new every day of close until 2022 or we're reopening in May, it's, we're just, you know, Boy Scouts over here being prepared for anything. Absolutely. So tell me this, it's got to be, you know, that theater that's empty, you know, that's horrible. We don't like it, but for you guys, that's got to be a chunk, you know, of revenue for you guys. Ticket sales, obviously, you it know, is. that's a concern, you know, and even, you know, with everybody, you know, we're not canceling, we're just, you know, postponing or we're rescheduling. People still need to be able to, you still got to live, you know, we exactly. all still have to keep going. We talk about a lot of businesses are adapting and finding new ways to, you know, work over Zoom, work from home. It's, you can't necessarily just open the theater at special hours. You know, you're not able right. to separate not, people six feet. You know, you exactly. don't have that luxury of you can think all you want, but you still have a physical logistical problem, which is causing ticket sales. What, is there anything that the community can help with? Have y'all brainstormed any ideas? Oh, you, absolutely. Um, so individual ticket sales actually make up over 65% of our yearly budget. So it's a huge chunk of, of income that we're kind of having to rethink. We did a really fun fundraiser. Um, I'm also a big sports fan. So as soon as they canceled uh, the basketball tournament, I was like, okay, what are we doing? So we did our own version of March Madness called Quarantunes, where we, uh, we had mm -hmm. 16 really awesome volunteers put together videos and patrons were able to go online and vote with a dollar, it was a dollar per vote for which of the two they liked. And then the winner moved on to the next bracket until we crowned our quarantine champion. Um, so that was a huge, like the community loved it. It was something that I think we're actually gonna end up doing at least again next year to see how it goes in March. Um, yeah. And it, so it was something that kind of came out of nowhere that was fun. We've got a um, virtual Mother's Day concert coming up in May. Um, wow. We've had, we've called some of our, some of our volunteers to put together songs that remind them of their moms. They want to dedicate to their moms. Some of them are singing with their moms. Um, and we're going to edit all of these together into a full concert. Um, mm -hmm. And people will be able to purchase tickets and we'll send them a link and a password and they can stream it from home. So they can, you know, that's, do something like, so little uh, things like that. We have set it up to where people can actually purchase gift certificates on our website. So it's been a really nice, we've had lots of people say, I'm planning, I'm planning ahead. I know that as soon as I can, and as soon as you guys are open, I want to come see a show. So they'll get a gift certificate that they just have to call in and redeem or can redeem online. Um, so it's helping us now, but then they're also having something to look forward to without a set date on it. Um, right. We've set it up to where people who are interested in buying subscriptions can purchase those online. Um, subscriptions are a fantastic way to actually save money. You get mm -hmm. tickets for all five of our capital, ser capital series shows for the price of about three and a half. Oh, okay. um, and then you get discounts if you buy, if you decide, oh, I've got tickets for Matilda for me. And if you decide to get it for you and your wife, but you want to bring some kids, 
then you can get mm -hmm. discounted tickets for them. It's, it's a subscription is really great just because it kind of opens you up to opportunities. You always have tickets for a show discounts. We have some great dining partners, uh, Mestizos, Bistro Byron's where you do a dinner and a show, you go in before the show you're coming to see and they'll give you a discount on your meal. Um, wow. So it's, it's being a subscriber <clears throat> has its perks. That's for sure. That's um, it's interesting. You know, I've got a, another client that we're working with. It's not in the theater space, but similar to where they need to be able to convey, you know, entertainment. And we found for them, it was extremely, you know, easy. And we set up where they had their own Apple TV channel and their own Roku channel now to where, you know, they can set that up and then they can just load their content, you know, push it out. And they're even able to charge for that channel, like a service, like a HBO go type service on Amazing. a one time or a subscription, but it's really, you know, it's an easy thing to do if you know what you're doing. And so we set it up, they're pushing content and I think they're going live pretty soon to where they're going to, their campaign's going to be telling people, you know, Hey, you can't come to us anymore, but we can come we'll to, come to you. So we're, so we're trying to find that balance and it's, it's finding that balance of, we don't, I don't know that we ever want it to turn into nothing but streaming. Like, I don't think we, you mm -hmm. don't ever want to lose that live aspect because that's what theater is. Theater is being in the room when it happens, getting the emotion and the intensity of feeling the emotions of people around you and from the actors. Um, but it's, it's, it's making the most of, of the situation that we're in and saying, okay, this is where we're at guys. How do we, how do we still provide, still service our mission and keep everybody safe and make sure we're keeping the doors open, kind of hitting That's all of these yeah, checks the at the same time. You have to stay, you know, live in the moment, but to, to think, you know, it's like, to have those conversations where it's like, yeah, maybe that's an idea. Maybe we could stream live, you know, to people's living rooms. And then it's like, well, we're not wanting to get rid of the theater, but it's like, what about maybe people that grew up, you know, mm -hmm. here. We've got the so theater many people that have so moved away. It mm -hmm. could be like, hey, you know, this, you, what I'm getting at is the situation we're in now is opening up everyone's eyes to going, maybe we do, you know, mm -hmm. maybe we need to have a streaming, you know, idea. You know, there's so much technology has touched our lives in so many ways. I was kind of preparing for our call and I was looking, Tom, I don't know if you've heard, if you remember the Google glasses that mm -hmm. everyone had years ago, yeah. um, and they kind of fit, it was like, they were ridiculously expensive and then they faded out and there never could be a real practical use for it. I actually right. found, I found an article that over in Europe, there is a theater that is using the Google glasses for people that are deaf to where when they go watch the show, they put the glasses on and as the, the actors walk around stage and talk, it puts subtitles above Oh, that's them. awesome. I was that's like, really that's amazing. Cool. So they that's, can yeah. go and enjoy the theater, you know, real time. It's, just fine, like it's finding else. ways to adapt and make sure you're being inclusive and reaching all corners of your community. And I love that. It was, it was amazing to say, least. I was like, I always wondered where that technology was going to go. And yeah, there's some applications, but the theater never would just, it's off topic, but it's the same thing. Would we have ever been talking, you know, six months ago about like, Hey, why don't we just stream and make, you know, apps and, you know, things like that. No, no. we'd be, you know, how do we get more people in the camps? So, so, so you've got a plan. There's obviously people can hit the website and, you know, purchase these tickets, these mm -hmm. gift certificates, these packs, you are planning on operating in hopes of getting camp, you know, going for, you know, kids. That's 
Yeah, we're, we're trying to figure out how to, just what the best way to do it is. Um, I think at the very least, my instinct is, even if we're not necessarily on a full stay at home order by the beginning of June, are we gonna be where you're allowed to have 30 kids in, a, mm -hmm. in one room for six hours out of a day? Um, so kind of what are those, what are those backup plans? How does that change what we're doing? Um, so we're trying, we are, we are going for, like our plan is to do camps in some form or fashion, whether we're able to have them in the space and in the theater, or if we're doing things virtually, um, our, we will have camps going on. Uh, our goal it's, is to finalize what those plans are by May 1st and have that official announcement out there so parents can start deciding what it is they're interested in, what would work for their kids, and go from there. I think that's, yeah. I think everybody's got in the same boat, but it's good to hear you guys have plans. I've, I've talked to some people and they've just said, no, you know, I've talked, I've had not here in Baton Rouge, but I guess there was a couple here in Baton Rouge, but I've talked to some people that have just literally just folded over and said, we're done. And it's so and sad. You know, it's heartbreaking. Hear, well, it's, you know, I talked, you know, another publisher that I knew literally just said, no, we're done. And it was like, you never would have said that, you know, 60 days ago. And then now you're yeah. completely going in another direction. And I think that's, you know, a testament to you and everyone on the staff over there that it's like, hey, we're a physical place where we need crowds of people. And, you know, we're not going to give up. We're going yeah. to find a way to keep doing this. If it's, you know, if we go online, whatever it takes, you know, the show will go on. Right. You know, and our, so. our staff is... There are nine of us that, that are working regularly and everyone is in that same, what can we do? What can we do from home? Mm -hmm. How can we make this work? We've all got that. I don't think it's, it's not just a job for any of us. It's a second home. It's mm -hmm. a family. We all, you know, eat, sleep and breathe. Our blood, sweat and tears are theater Baton Rouge. Um, mm -hmm. So we're all very much on the same page of, doing what we need to do to, to make sure we can provide to be ready quality theater for the community by the community. That's, and that's what I hope, you know, to come out of this, you know, is with everything that's going on, there might've been a lot of people in the community that very well, you know, love the theater, but just hasn't been on top of their mind. You know, it's, no, um, and you that know, it's, is a, that's incredibly understandable. It's not, there are so many things going on and we've got people who are dealing with having to either, you know, not having a job anymore or having to figure out how to do their job from home while they're teaching their kids who are now there all day. And it's, it's a lot. So it's, it's completely understandable that, you know, community theater is not at your top, the top of your mind. But what we do want to try to, to do is say that we are here. We do want to be offering content. We're trying to, to put together things that will help you escape for a little while. It still That's, provide that theatrical escape of, of what you would get from coming to see a show. Something to take your mind off of things, a way to kind of sit with your family and, and watch a show or watch clips or reminisce through photos. Um, just to. Well, what I think a lot of people, you know, may not have, you know, caught up or, you know, connected the dots, but maybe we'll let the cat out of the bag here is all the, you know, the traditional shows that they're watching, you know, on your major networks or your major streaming, all of those you've got some runway there where you've got some episodes, but all those shows stopped filming, you know, yeah. they Eventually all Eventually you're going to run. Yeah. 
everybody knows that time of year where it's like where uh, there's no new shows you know they don't come we back hit that about two months early this time there's no more Grey's Anatomy for me to watch on Thursdays and I'm very upset about it and so that's hopefully in your cases you know whenever they get back you know it's going to take a while for everybody to get back to get the shows shooting filming editing and it's going to to build that supply chain it's going to take a while and so hopefully maybe some people you know fill that gap you guys don't you've got rehearsals but it, you're doing them online you've got shows mm -hmm. so you're ready right on the other end of it so for maybe yep. somebody who's never considered community theater now's the time you know to get Come out check and take it out ride. yep and then it's so, always something that when when things are back up and running, you want to pick up a new hobby, come by Theater Baton Rouge. We are completely volunteer based. So it's all of our actors are volunteers from the community. We've got teachers, students, real estate agents who, who work their nine to fives and come join our family in the evenings for rehearsal, work backstage, work in the um, volunteer out front, handing out programs and taking tickets. It's all, and the all those people are volunteers. People, you know, may not realize, you know, I can testify to it. I'm not, uh, I'm not a personality. I'm, we're doing this kind of interview here in prop two mainly to, you know, help everyone. But the theater helps, I think, everyone in perspective to where if it's that impromptu, if it's being able to speak, if it's not, you know, it can help mm -hmm. you in your job. It can help you, you know, in your daily life to where, you know, you're more sure of yourself, more confident, you know, so encourage you to give out give it a shot you know it's, it'll help and it's a lot of fun and you'll meet some really great people that you would have never met otherwise awesome well anything that we're missing before we start to kind of wrap it up today and when don't want to take too much of your time you guys have got some virtual rehearsal you know yep got lots to do um i think that's everything i think we covered all of it Awesome. Well, hopefully this helps you get the word out. We're going to do our part and do as much as we can to get it out for everybody. Thank you for Thank everything you. that you do, the staff. Thank everyone you guys. There. This is great. It's uh, we'll have to come back and do it again. Give us an update and let us know. You oh, know for kind of sure. How things are and see for what's sure. Awesome. All right. It was. Thank you so much. We'll have fun. We'll see y'all next time. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.